Welcome to the Marketing Mix Podcast with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know, as well as advice from industry experts, some of whom will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson. We're co-founders of Jackson Marketing. We're also sisters, and we're bringing you episode 10 of the Marketing Mix Elena, what is today's episode about? Today, we're going to have a free-flowing conversation and talk about what we've learned since beginning the podcast, what was it, 10 weeks ago now? Yep, that's right. Well, instead of having a bunch of chit-chat now, let's go on and hear from our sponsor. How's that sound? Sounds good. And we are back. So we're going to start the show off with just kind of talking through some different things and what we've learned about podcasting since we started 10 weeks ago. And I think one of the first things that would be good to talk about is preparation. Yeah, definitely. With me, I'm more of a wing it kind of person, which it doesn't always work with a podcast or many things like webinars and things like that. But um, I think that that is important to not always just wing it, but also to, to, to research and then maybe have some bullet points like we usually do. But I know that I can sometimes be annoying because I'll be like, oh, let's just wing it. So how does that impact your process, Stacey? Well, like today's episode, we are definitely winging it. We have like what, several one or two word points. But if we've taken time to not script, but really outline the facts and the flow, then it really throws me off when you wing it. So I know. <laughs> I'm like, you'll say, what do you think, Stacy? I'll be like, I don't know what to say because we went <laughs> off the, the tracks. Not that we're reading again, but just that I had a flow in my mind and all I know. Right. And I just kind of throw you off your game. Free flowing, yeah. But uh, I, I did learn from our very first episode though, that including some research in what you're doing does help the process to have some of those bullet points. So I'm not saying we should always just wing it with nothing, but sometimes it's okay to just have those convos with just minimum bullet points. Yeah, I agree totally. And I mean, if you're not able to wing it, especially when we get more guests on, and it's just going to be really boring kind of conversation, or we may not be able to roll with the punches of whatever the guest might say. So you have to have that ability to wing it. Yeah. Another thing that we learned is related to rehearsing. So we have done some where we've rehearsed it all and it was really good conversation. And then we got to the real thing and it was like, well, it's not as exciting because we already yeah. talked about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that has um, something that you want to think about. Maybe don't don't rehearse the whole thing, but just kind of talk through the bullet points with whoever you're going to be talking with. When do you think is the time to rehearse versus not rehearse? Like, obviously, we didn't rehearse this. It's just a conversation. Right. So what, what do you mean? Like, I, I understand. When would you want to rehearse versus just getting online? online like we're doing now through zoom and just hashing it out like if it were a really complex topic or yeah maybe if it were, were a really complex topic that might be a good idea 
And if you're talking to like some technical SMEs and things like that. And what does SME mean? Oh, subject matter expert. Right. Uh, But you know me, I'm always good with just kind of (laughs) winging it, (laughs) which I (laughs) I know is not the way to go all the time. No, but it's good to be able to um, wing it. How far in advance? Now, this is a trick question because I know how far in advance we do research. (laughs) But how far in advance do you think we should be doing research? A lot of times we'll just, we'll have a topic in mind and then we'll do some quick research the day of the podcast. Now with guests, you know, we'll, we'll work on it a little harder. So I think that you should probably do it maybe a week ahead if you if you can I know that a lot of people just don't have the time to do that like sometimes we don't so that's why we do it the day of but I think you just have to kind of figure out what works best for you and your schedule and the like you said the topic may require more research or if you're meeting with a guest when we meet with our guests we definitely do more research up front than just the day of or the day before when we do our own mm-hmm I think, too, it depends on how well you know the subject matter. Like most of the things that we've talked about are things that we do day to day. And it was just a matter of researching some, you know, statistics and that's true. That's information. If it's a completely new topic that we're not familiar with, then I don't think that we can just do it the day of or just a few minutes before and easily find what we need. Yeah, we're not just phoning it in, people. Right. <laughs> Usually on a podcast day, when we put ev- the research off until the day, it becomes an almost all day, all, day. all weekend effort for right. all the things that have to happen post uh, show recording. So, speaking of recording, what are some things that you've found that we've learned during the recording process? Um, there's several things I think we've learned. Um, playing with the Zoom with the original sound on and off has made a difference. A lot of people say it's great to have that original sound off, but with these new mics that we've recently purchased, apparently it sounds terrible, which yeah. is weird because it's supposed to be the the better option. Um, and it took us a while to figure out what the heck was happening, like why your mic was not sounding so good. And it was because you had clicked that what was it? The natural button or turn original sound turn on original sound on. And that's in zoom only. Um, yeah. So getting zoom settings, right. Again, uh, if you listen to last week's podcast or this, well, it's this week's as we're recording, but it'll be last week's when you hear it. Uh, the podcast we did about webinars, we mentioned how our client, uh, a person at our client shamed us for not having better microphones because <laughs> yeah. we had those omnidirectional mics and now we he have may, unidirectional. Right. He may shame us for saying that we record our podcasts on Zoom too. Mm, I don't know. I don't think he'd be as shaming of that. Okay. Plus people like Mario Martinez and I think even maybe Bernie Borges now, they record their webinars on Zoom. I know for sure Mario does. Okay, then then we're in good company. Yes. And one thing that Mario pointed out, this isn't something, well, it is something we've done, actually, with our first guest. He mentioned that he likes to have the guests be on video, and we actually did that when we interviewed uh, Chad Nelson. 
Yeah, I think that worked really well because you can see each other while you're having the conversation and it's a little bit more engaging and makes makes the whole conversation kind of flow a little bit better. I agree. You and I don't need to see each other though. We're not we're not on video right now. We see each other every day. I don't Yeah, we know each other. I do. We're related. So (laughs) Um, another thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say another thing that with recording with Zoom that I like is that you can mute yourself and then just hit the space bar to talk so that if you have a marketing department or <laughs> maybe they're not your marketing department, but they're just your dogs and they start barking or making noises, then or the neighbor's as long as dog. yeah, as long as your space bar isn't hit, then you're muted. So that's a, a really nice feature when you have a lot of things going on for especially for those of us that work from home. Or if it's allergy season, like I always sound scratchy throat. If I need to clear my throat, I can just be on mute and clear my throat and then start talking again. Right. So the Um, next thing. Wait. All right. Go ahead. uh, Another thing with recording that I think we're both really starting to learn because I don't want to have to figure out everything in editing all the time (laughs) is to get our posture and microphone set up in a routine, consistent way each week so that our volume doesn't vary so much. Are you saying that you don't want to continuously adjust the volumes from one to one each time? (laughs) And it's not just from episode to episode. It's from moment to moment because we move around so much away from our microphones. It's learning to sit still and talk into the microphone and not just keep moving around and getting further away or too close and trying to be consistent in our volume. Right. And while we're talking about editing, you do pretty much all the editing. Um, You've, you've kind of blessed me with not having to do that. So what are some things that you've learned regarding editing that might be helpful to others? Well, we have gone the path, path of least resistance with editing software. And I know if Daryl, you listen to this, you will be shaming me again in the future, <laughs> but we use GarageBand. It, I know it's consumer level um, software, but that's what we're using. There are other tools that, you know, have a little bit more professional polish, but right now while we're still in this learning curve, I want to get my bearings with a tool that just comes with the computer I already use. Right. And you're already familiar with that tool. You've used it before. So it makes it a little bit easier, less of a learning curve than if you started with a brand new tool and had to learn it all from scratch because we're busy. We don't have tons of time to just learn a lot of new things right off the bat. Right. And I guess just things about editing are like trying to level out volume when we do move around and have weird levels of uh, loudness or softness and um, using the controls to clean up sound. So I've learned some different things there. Again, I'm not an expert by any means, but I am learning. And it's something I'd probably benefit from taking a class on podcast editing. But uh, I hope I hope the editing has come a ways. I've learned to spot on that little um, 
graphical representation of our voices when we say uh and um so and and we do say it a lot folks more than what you actually hear yes Stacey takes it out (laughs) one day my hand hurt so much from editing I just had to stop I'm like um and uh are staying in (laughs) one of the things that I, I guess is kind of part of the editing process is doing the transcription yes So that's something that you also include in that whole process of editing and getting ready for publication. Yes. Are there things there that you've learned regarding getting the transcription done, except for when I talk really fast and then it makes up all these funny words for me? It does make up some crazy stuff for you. Sometimes for me, but when you get on a fast clip, it really comes out with some gems that I don't keep in the transcript. Um, I'm using Descript for transcription. It's a tool that you can pay a certain amount a month and then use the AI transcription. Um, or you can have humans intervene for you and uh, give it the white glove treatment. I'm not doing that. I'm giving it the white glove treatment myself. And sometimes it is a pain. Even after I've edited the audio file and upload it, it's like, like you said, Elaine, it's Instead of it, I want to land here. It's like I'm an island deer. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> so that can be a bit of a pain. Plus, the AI kind of either groups all the words said by one person into a big, big, long paragraph, or it's a bunch of short paragraphs that are mm-hmm. just odd. Usually, though, the the um, punctuation is pretty spot on. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> And when it knows they, when to use the right version of their or your. So it, it, it is good with the grammar. That's pretty good because most humans don't know when to use the right version of those. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing that we did kind of touch on during the editing piece is how we like to say um and uh and so, yeah. All those fun words that we repeat over and over throughout right. are some some vocal habits that just kind of suck. Uh, we have worked on it. We've gotten better. We have gotten yes. better because it, I think after the first or second podcast, you wanted to kill both of us. Yes. Because of all the editing you had to do and take those out. But I think we've gotten better. And it does, when you go, go back and listen to it, you're like, man, I do say that a lot. Even when we interviewed our niece, Kira, when we were listening to it, she's like, oh my goodness. I say like so much. <laughs> and it's funny how you just don't realize when you say certain words so many times until you actually listen to a recording of yourself. We both have a habit of saying kind of as well. Like, and I just said, like, we'll just say, you know, blah, 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 kind of like this. And it's like, why? It's not kind of. It's exactly like that. Why are we saying <laughs> kind of? <laughs> it's just a weird vocal habit we've picked up over the years. Mm hmm. And the so, we do start a lot of sentences with so, and we even start a lot with and, like, we'll say blah, 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 and then and, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's got to be a more graceful way to go from idea to idea than and every time. What's funny is usually, like, in my writing, I don't say um, but (laughs) I do start a lot of sentences off with so. I, I am bad with that. So I do 
carry it through to my writing with the so part. Just not. And anything. you just said, so I do carry it through. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the dogs. And that's another thing you got to edit out. Yes, but we'll just leave that in since, you know, we're talking about how that can happen. And I that's didn't mute true. myself today. <laughs> yeah, I'm not muting myself either since it's just a free falling. Oh, we'll probably get sued for that. You idiot. So the next. Ah! Okay, promotion. <laughs> Did we get through? Wait, there's one more vocal habit that I can't stand that both of us do. We'll start out a sentence, and obviously we're collecting our thoughts because Did we lose there's a really long delay. <laughs> and that was an example <laughs> that I will not cut out. And it's not that big of an exaggeration either. I know. <laughs> it drives me crazy, and we both do it. I know I do it because I'll just be thinking about something and 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 then just wait. You're just like, wait for it. And then it finally comes. But I know that that is horrible for you in editing. I'm sorry, Stacy. I think maybe going back to the point about rehearsals, that um, maybe a rehearsal you're on your own is appropriate so that you think through what you want to say, not memorize a script or anything, but that way you won't be thinking on the fly all the time to come up with what you wanted to say next. Unless you're talking to somebody like me that is wanting to wing it. And then I ask you a question and I throw you off your game because you're kind of following that <laughs> the outline. No, I'm saying you need to practice. <laughs> oh, there we go. There it is. Right. <laughs> I know. I probably do. What about promotion? So we promote it on. Ah, there I go again. We promote it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, mm -hmm. and we put it on Q Promote. So yes. why don't you explain what Q Promote is for those that don't know what it is? So Q Promote is a service that allows you to take advantage of their network of people who use their curated or managed uh, social media service. So people can opt to share different pieces of content that are in the Q Content Network. And that has really gotten us a lot of visits to the individual episode pages and helped us pick up some different uh, listeners. Um, we definitely need to build our audience further. And I will admit that in the beginning, we did not really make a big whoop about this podcast because we didn't want everybody going, oh my God, get a load of these chicks. I mean, <laughs> we didn't know what we were really doing at the very beginning. So we wanted to get a, a podcast. <laughs> we wanted to get a few under our belt before we really went crazy with um, promotion. Right. And I think part of the promotion would also be kind of what we we're talking about with editing where you do the transcription, but you set up a page dedicated to each episode, right? Right. And that has the transcription. It has all of the links that we might talk about throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. So like in this one, we'll give a link to Zoom, I guess, and Q, yeah. maybe the Samsung mic, since we mentioned yeah. those things. So all the different things that we might talk about throughout the show, you add links to all those things. So maybe talk through what you do when you set up the, the page and kind of give our audience uh, an idea of if they want to do a, a podcast themselves, some ideas on what they might do, because we use that individual page to promote on social. 
Yeah. We don't just use our like iTunes link or anything like that. We actually use the page so that they can get all the information all in one place. Yeah. What we do is we'll take, a, we, we have our site on WordPress and we'll just set up a post page for the individual podcast episodes. And I'll take the anchor player and embed it at the top, put a little description about what this episode's about, along with a button below that where people can click it and then go um, to their preferred podcast service to listen to the show if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then below that is the show notes section where I cover the points that will be in that day's show and then any links to any additional resources. And then below that is where the transcript lives. And we'll add some click to tweets throughout and put links in there to any anything that's interesting or has um, relevance to that conversation that we had on that day's episode. And it does help with SEO. We do internal linking where appropriate throughout those transcript uh, pieces and uh, then link out to other people. And then all that content helps improve our um, visibility online. Yeah. So I think those are all really good things that if you're wanting to do your own podcast that you should kind of incorporate into your process and especially having those individual pages because it is it drives me crazy when i go to a podcast like page where they have all of them listed in one place and i want to just share it a certain episode and it's not always easy to understand how you share just a specific episode when they've got them all listed there so not everybody understands the the proper way to do that and it can be frustrating for people couple other things to mention that we do to promote the podcast I have a Flipboard magazine that I curate called Marketing as a Girl's Best Friend, and I'll flip each of our episodes into that. Um, we will start. We haven't. You're right. Been, I thought I was your best friend. But well, yes. you're my second best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll also begin promoting it a little heavier in email newsletters. Again, we've been a little shy about how far we want to go. We've really picked it up lately. As far as uh, the push behind promotion, we've even begun adding little banners and links to our um, individual email signatures. Um, trying to think if there's anything else we've been doing, Lane. Uh, we've had Snipleys that send people to the podcast pages, too. If you're not aware of what a Snipley link is, you will find one in our show notes, as well as a link to Snipley. And we've also used rebate rebrand no not rebrand replug and jot url to do the similar things too yeah and those are really cool things because if you're sharing say you're sharing someone else's content like a piece of curated content then you can add your snipply right to that and when they go to that link your little branding will pop up wherever you position it to pop up and then they can click on it and go right to your podcast it's a really cool stuff that you can do Yeah. So let's talk guests. What is the best way to find guests? Do you think? Obviously family members. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) If there's a relevant reason to have a family member on, we're both sisters and we interviewed our niece one day to talk about how generation Z uses 
social media and online tools. Um, ask your friends that are in your network who have a, um, not just any friend, but like our friend Chad Nelson, who is a B2B technology branding expert. He was more than happy to get on the episode with us and we were very thankful to have him as our first official guest Mm -hmm. we've reached out to some past and current clients who are interested in participating and we've just actually had people reach out to us Lena, why don't you tell someone about the first guest we'll be interviewing who did that that would be liam martin from timedoctor.com And his marketing team actually reached out to us and asked if we would be interested in having him on our show. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And so we've got a scheduled show with him coming up in the next two weeks, I believe it is. So we welcome anybody that wants to come on and talk about B2B marketing, or if you have some ideas for small to mid-sized businesses that focus on B2B, then we would love to have you reach out to us and let's talk about what your ideas are and if it'd be a good fit for the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's another thing I find myself saying a lot. Yeah, and definitely and exactly. (laughs) And apparently I did too, because I think you told me. Yes, that's what we say in response to each other after we say something. It's like the Yeah, Definitely (laughs) show. In fact, we looked into renaming our podcast. So So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But somebody already has that. So they must do that a lot as well. (laughs) Right. And actually, we weren't going to talk about it, but we are. I might as well bring it up. We have talked about rebranding our podcast. Um, Marketing Mix. It's it's a fun name, but, you know, it's a generic marketing term. And people have used that term in the past on uh, now defunct shows and there may even be current shows that are using that name so we even though we researched it things come out of the woodwork that you don't always find when you're first excited and starting a project like a podcast right um one 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 thing i wanted to jump back on for the guest is something that i do with one of our clients because i i help with some of their social stuff And when someone makes a comment on one of the company posts or maybe they've posted something and tagged us in it, and it's a topic that I'm like, oh, that's an interesting topic. I'll I'll let the person at the company know. I'm like, okay, so this might be a good podcast topic and this might be a good person to have as your guest because they seem very knowledgeable on this topic. So pay attention to what's happening in that social network that you've had that you have for your company or for your individuals, because you might just not even think that that's a place where you should be finding people, but it is whoever is joining you in conversations on social are great potential candidates for your podcast, your webinars, all the different things that you have going on where you might need a guest. So what else, Elena, have we learned through this process? What, what have you enjoyed the most and what have you disliked the most? I enjoy just talking <laughs> and just <laughs> having a conversation. Fill in the tea. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just like having a free-flowing conversation. I know that that's not always the best way to do it, like we said, but I just like to talk and have that conversation. And I think it's 
just more fun uh, than having someone read everything to you that they're going to be going through on a, on a podcast. Cause you know, there, there are those out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't mind. I know you keep making the point that I hate winging it. I don't mind winging it like today, even though we made a list of points, we're winging every bit of right. It. It's just the ones where I want to build a up to a point and we try to wing it or you do. And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> Am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> or that I didn't say something that you wanted me to say, and then we have to go back right. and record it. So, no, I get it. And I'm not saying that you absolutely hate winging it. I, if I came across that way, please forgive me, audience. That's not what I meant. Um, I just mean, I personally would prefer just like a word or two, and then I just wing it from there. But it it is good to have some of those points laid out so that you don't miss those. and. Then you go back and you're like, oh, I really I forgot to say that. that and yeah. I didn't. So I I completely get where you're coming from as well with, with having those specific bullet points, which I think the bullet points definitely are good. But I, I don't want to like I don't want to have a, five sentences in a row where I, I have to try yeah. and make sure I get something. You know what I mean? Right. Which definitely. you don't do that. I'm just saying. Right. So you don't even like having several bullet point facts in a row. No, I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I just, I just don't pay attention to it. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you're um, here. That's why we're a good team because we, we balance each other out. That's true. As far as what I like best about this whole endeavor, um, I like learning things because even though the a lot of these topics are things that we do day to day, getting a refresh on some of the most recent stats when we do a little research, getting those uh, details. And I know research isn't your favorite part, but it's one of mine. And just sometimes you pick up on different ideas, even when you're researching something that you know pretty well. So I like the learning aspect. That's true. And as we get into more opportunities to speak with guests. I think that's fun because, it, you know, we're probably never going to make a lot of money on this podcast, but we're, we are building our network. We're learning from new people. We're making new connections. Maybe business will come out of some of these, maybe not. But even if it doesn't, we've probably made a good connection that will enhance our social network, enhance our learning and just, you know, be a, a nice colleague to have for, for the long run. Yeah. And I think, too, as long as some we've helped somebody with one thing, at least, then I'm good. Because they're helping people. I know, what? what is that? <laughs> but I think that there are so many different things out there and you can get overwhelmed. And I think with us breaking things down and giving tool suggestions, I think it you know, we're here to help each other out. And I think that that's one thing that I really like as well. And I am looking forward to talking to more guests because it is interesting to learn maybe how they do things on their end. And you can learn something new that maybe you can apply to your company or if you're an agency to your clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you look at our corporate values page, our company values page, 
We definitely are all about helping people. So doing a podcast is just a natural extension of that. We do like to help people. We've even helped clients' kids with their homework. I mean, come on. <laughs> How many other service providers going to do that? <laughs> you know, you got a kid in college with a marketing or a communications project. I'm your girl to interview. <laughs> and you've done a couple of those. Yes, I have. <laughs> as far as but, yeah, things you don't we do like, like to help. What what have you, is there anything you haven't liked? Uh, yes. Editing? I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know we could pay someone to do that, but while it's still a baby podcast, I don't want to invest in that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should, but I do hate editing. I hate editing. I hate handling the transcription but I know they're necessary and they're important. I mean, it doesn't bother me that much <laughs> because I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. I also hate that neighbors decide to bring in industrial equipment to work on their yard on some recording days. Yeah. I think it's like, what is going on? We live in the suburbs. Why do you need a farm tractor out there? I hate that too. And I get it. You're getting things done to your house and we work from home. So it is what it is, but it still is annoying. Probably because we record on Fridays and whoever is doing it took the day off on Friday afternoon to get this done. It's like, maybe we need to change our record day. Something to think about. All right. Indeed. So anything else that we want to. Did you say what you don't like? Um, probably not. I think what I don't like the most is probably just the prepping a lot of times <laughs> when, when we have to do a lot of prepping is like, uh, cause you're, you should have seen her face this weekend <laughs> <laughs> when I asked her, she wanted to record our podcast on Sunday. Uh, that look, even though she said, it's fine. I could just tell. I'm like, let's just don't do it. If it ever becomes this terrible, we don't need to do it. But, you know, sometimes I know that we are business owners, but sometimes you got to take a day off. That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's all I'm saying. Plus, we had a good reason to push this week's podcast so that we could uh, recap the things we talked about with Vanilla Soft in our webinar last week. I guess sometimes well, last, I just feel week. sometimes I just feel like for the prep part, like Homer Simpson used to say, "Can't someone else do it?" <laughs> Whereas I and am a you working just, machine. You just hand it to me, and I just go with it. That's you know. yeah. But you like doing all that kind of stuff, so I'm very geeky, and that's why a lot of this doesn't seem like work. I like to learn how to do a podcast or use marketing automation software or whatever. So this kind of stuff is fun to me. Yeah. If you want to know about any new tools or anything like that, Stacy is typically the go-to. She, I get so many invites on new tools that she's testing out. I'm like, do I need to accept this? Or are we going to use it? What's happening? <laughs> so if you ever have a question about some kind of marketing tool, she's probably tried it and can tell you about it. Or if I haven't, I can't wait to hear yes. about it so that I can go try it. And then I'll tell you all about it. So I think that the, maybe what 
be nice if we got some people to just give us some free software for me to try. I'd love to do a, several episodes about that. So, well, hey, if you're you out there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a Sunday, right? Right. That is actually fun for you, though, on yes, a Sunday. As far as podcasts, I think that that's, we've covered most everything that to kind of share some knowledge that, of what we've learned, what we like, what we don't like, and things like that. Should I not edit this episode, so, at least not heavily, so it's more authentic and free-flowing? Yeah, let's uh, let's give it a listen and see how many bad things we did before, <laughs> before we decide, though. <laughs> well, you know, I think some of it we keep in so people see. Well, yeah, be authentic. <laughs> yes. Like Keenan. Right. I love Keenan, by the way. If, if you don't know who he is, we'll put a link to him in the show notes. He does use some salty language, but he's a good uh, authority on different sales issues. Right. And he's engaging. I mean, he's just so energetic on his videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I like watching. I know. So. It makes me feel like, man, I could go do it. So check him out. And if you want to check us out, you can check us out on Twitter. Find Stacy at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. And I am on Twitter at Elena underscore Jax, A-L-A-N-N-A underscore J-A-X. And you can look both of us up on LinkedIn and connect with us. Give us your thoughts on, on the show. And if you have any ideas on topics or if you want to be on the show, to talk about some B2B marketing stuff, let's do it. Just reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, you can use that Anchor app to leave us a voicemail and we might include your audio on the next show. But you have to do it through your smartphone app for Anchor. That's right. So until next time, we will see you later. Bye. <sighs> I think you should leave that in. I might. <laughs> the Marketing Mix is hosted by Stacy Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your B2B inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com. Yay!